Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 73 of the J Situation podcast. I'm recording this on August 3rd, 2021. Man, how is it already August? <laughs> it doesn't even seem possible. Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, when I see the calendar flip to August, it does make me feel good. Because it, it does mean cooler weather is coming. And it's just, you know, just going to be around the corner there. Uh, well, I mean, you know, not yet, you know, but it is coming. So it makes me think about September. Then it makes me think about October, which makes me think about deer season. I'm thinking about Halloween. I'm like, oh, man, deer season. And then I start thinking about Thanksgiving. And I'm like, oh, dude. And then then I start thinking about Christmas. Yeah, boy, howdy, before you know it, there's going to be 556 data. <laughs> <laughs> it's a running it's a running joke now. No, um just kidding. You should have that data uh sooner than that. You know, if you do shoot 5.56 by 45 millimeter NATO, I would strongly urge you to buy a silencer as soon as possible if you don't have one because those guns are really loud. Yeah. It is their nature. Where can you buy a silencer? Well, from silencer shop perhaps. <laughs> the J Situation podcast is proudly sponsored by Silencer Shop, the most efficient and intelligent way to purchase silencers. Okay, they've done a lot of cool stuff, like create an easy system that minimizes the likelihood of errors in your paperwork, and uh, they pioneered the use of the QR code on the Form 4 so the ATF can scan the code instead of trying to use their, their uh, fat fingers and uh, mash the keyboard. <laughs> mash the keyboard with your palm now. No, uh, it's a Simpsons joke, right? Oh no, it was it was the phone. That's right, because he was no, it was like to obtain a special dialing wand. Mash the keypad with your palm now. Homer was really fat. You remember the episode of The Simpsons? You know, there's a reason Sponsor Shop has grown. They continue to innovate. <laughs> They do. They have a, a, a network of dealers nationwide where silencers are illegal. You can use their kiosk, do your fingerprints, your photos electronically, and uh, you cut down on errors. You simplify your silencer purchasing process. You know, they have a money-back guarantee, no transfer fees, no paperwork errors, just you and your silencer with no drama. It truly is silencer ownership simplified. It is. That Simpsons episode is really good. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I think I'm pretty sure it's when when Homer gets really fat to get on disability so he can stay home and work from home. <laughs> Topical, right? And he gets so fat, he's trying to call um, someone on the phone. I can't remember. He's trying to use the phone, and his fingers are too fat. And so, like, I guess the operator knows because it's a touchstone phone. They're like, oh. <laughs> You need a special dialing wand. <laughs> fat, fat Homer. Uh, this podcast is also sponsored by Pew Science. That's correct. Pushing the silencer industry forward one test at a time. Visit pewscience.com for the suppression rating. It is the simplest and most accurate hearing safe ratings for your suppressed small arms. It is based on true human sound perception. Uh, it's in section five of the silencer sound standard. It walks you through gunshot noise. Sort of like Wikipedia, but it's cooler. And there's seven parts. They're all on the website. If you want to start with Section 5, it's probably going to be your best bet if you've never been there because that's going to show you what the suppression rating is. Okay, it's it's, it's pretty much the bottom line for sound. Okay, um, it it's very important. It's going to give you a 
basically a ranking system on which to rank all of the all of the tests that are shown on the website. Okay, so once you're familiar with that, uh, head on over to the reviews if you like, and if it's not. You know, your cup of tea to look at all that data, that's no problem. Section 7 of the standard contains a table that's sortable with all the sound testing results to date that are available publicly there. And uh, you can sort it and, you know, use the drop-down menus there to select what you like. And if you find something you do like, you can drill down to your heart's content with links to the reviews. Okay, it's all there, um, navigable on PewScience.com. Yeah. And if you are a manufacturer and you would like to use Pew Science for private testing and consulting services, there is a form on the website with which you can submit that inquiry. Uh, remember, we are an independent test lab, and we do provide third-party verification of small arm weapon system behavior and things like that. So, you know, if you want your stuff tested, reach out is what I'm trying to tell you. Your contact information and all the test data will be held in street confidence. Okay? It's all private consulting unless, you know... You want us to write an article for the website, which we totally can. And uh, some people uh, requested that we do that. And actually, you're probably going to see more of those coming soon, very soon. So it's always great when we, you know, Pew Science can serve our clients um, not only with R&D, but uh, presenting the results of such effort to the world. So uh, get to show off. Pew Science testing and analysis, and you get to show off a product you may not have seen. I think it's a win-win, really. Win-win for me, I think. I like it. So you can support this podcast, Pew Science, and our testing by joining with a membership at pewscience.com. That's how the effort, uh, you know, keeps going there. It, it does help. Um, but, you know, you say, Jay, that's, that's too rich for my blood. That's fine. Just rate the podcast nicely there on your... <laughs> podcast provider spread the word tell folks about pew science and you know eventually um, the masses will incur a normalization of silencers and that, that is the hope okay the general public will know that silencers and guns are awesome they will four topics for you today first topic new sound signature review coming this week maybe a couple of reviews i'm i'm probably gonna hit you with a couple oh, you know you know what i'm saying if you're good if you behave no that's <laughs> weird uh topic two listener questions yeah let's get back into them i, I do want to hit some more of those we're still not through the list we had it's been months so you know i hit them when i can and uh, i think we have some time today so we'll do that you folks ask such great questions you do topic three um man so we we were out in the field last week testing um, and theoretically, if the stars align, we should be out again this weekend testing as well. Uh, so, um, but Mother Nature is apparently off of her meds. <laughs> so this weather has been so insane. Uh, I'm just, I'm tracking it like a dang storm, re, storm chaser in reverse right now. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so I'll give you an update on that. And topic four, wonderful wonderful new Pew Science corporate support. A uh, huge thank you to the folks at T-Rex Arms uh, for throwing their hat into the ring. Yeah, it's a big deal. Big deal for Pew Science. Welcome to all the new Pew Science members. You know, you, your support is helping making, uh, helping to make silencers better. It is. It's already happening. It's quite cool. Okay. Let's move into topic one at a time of seven minutes. And 58 seconds. 
Okay. Yeah, topic one. New sound signature review coming this week. Or reviews uh, in parentheses. S parentheses. Reviews. <laughs> Maybe a couple of reviews. Yeah, I think so. You know, super hot and fresh data, really. Frankly, like really fresh. Uh, fresh to death, as the kids say. No, not to death. Everyone's fine. No, there's no death. But there's, there's clean data. And, and and boy, howdy. Man, I tell you, I actually was pretty pleased with some of the recent test data. Oh, man. Guys, look, I did a little bit of secret sauce in the old PewSoft there. A little trade secret. little little uh, secret tricks from the old war chest, as it were, you know. The, the 16 years of experience I have doing this stuff. It is, uh, it's not YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we, we have some waveforms that are wild clean, my friends. Wild clean. Uh, to the point that I was, I saw, like, seriously, like, I was op checking. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I was like, we were setting up. I was doing some op checks. And I was like, is this even, I was like, Really? Oh, dude, I was so psyched, so psyched. It's like really, it's a really niche joy that I'm experiencing with this stuff. And I know it's, it, it, you're kind of like, what are you talking about? But it's, it only shows up when you do very complicated things to see it. And really only I would know. Um, but I'm telling you now, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> just so you know that the quality of the data is up to my standards and that is why you're getting it. Like it, like when I see data like that, I'm like, oh yeah, Ooh, give me it, give it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yes. And so you're going to get it. Cause I'm like, oh, this is just fantastic. Fantastic. Soup. I get super proud, honestly, super proud of the data and, and, uh, just me knowing uh, knowing it's good is it makes me proud. So you knowing that it's good is a, is is a bonus to me. So like, I don't care. Like, actually, I don't care what you think (laughs) about it at all because I, it's good. (laughs) People are, some people, I think they're confused. They are like, they're like, Oh, tell me what silencer to buy and what and do you care about i'm like i don't care about anything except for doing this the best way i can and if it helps you good if not well it should so i don't frankly it's i i know it's good and it's and it is um so yeah i'm already happy like when i do this stuff like when i already when i do the testing (laughs) That's like this guy on social media today. Someone tagged me in a in a very very large Instagram account. Someone tagged me, and uh, this anonymous guy goes on there and he 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 says something like, "Oh, Pew Science is is a bias and he's a joke." And I'm like, I see that I see that stuff, and I'm like, I'm like that is so funny. Because I am so positive and so happy about what I'm doing, and it's so good that I'm just like, dude, that like cool. Like you're you're missing out, dude. Like you are missing out on the if you're not looking at that data and taking it seriously, like you're more behind. We've been doing this almost two years now, like publicly. If you're not 
if you're not paying attention to it, like you're behind. <laughs> it's like, it's just going to keep getting better. <laughs> so those guys can't get me down, man. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not get downable. You can't, you can't get me down. I'm t- I, it's too good. I love, I love this stuff too much. I've been doing this for longer than some, some of these people have been shooting guns. I, this is what I do. This is like <laughs> literally part of my career. It's like people are like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I say like, it just boggles my mind. It boggles my mind sometimes. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna you're gonna get some good data. And I've I've completed all of the analysis actually for the data that I'm gonna present to you this week. All of it. Um I I haven't uh, but I ha- I've been going nonstop because I uh, so I tested this crazy test session this past this last weekend not this weekend that just happened but the weekend before that super super crazy test session right well i've in every waking moment since then like when it's time for pew science time it's been complete heads down like data junkie data processing analysis like there's been no like you know, like when you're eating dinner while, uh, like you know, like some, like just one, like a pencil's in your right hand and a sandwich is in your left hand, <laughs> like that type of work. <laughs> it's been crazy. Like seriously, like it's not even funny. So, um, it is taking a toll on me, and probably gonna have to take a vacation soon because of that. But, um. So I've been doing that. So I haven't finished writing them yet, but I'm I'm going to finish writing them for you. So you will get them this week. Um, and the review the reviews coming out this week actually. Um, they're they're going to come out of nowhere, and they're going to be really cool because they're they're going to show some features that have been proven by Pew Science to do certain things. Okay, they are. And when that happens, when people see things like that, what that does is the entire industry gets to learn how a technology works, how it doesn't work, and how it works similarly to certain things. Okay, and and, and how it is different to those same things. Okay, there's, there's a lot of learning that's going to go on in the next couple of weeks. And I want you to embrace that because I'm going to be learning a lot with you. And I think it, and um, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be some things that, 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 I don't know, is there going to be some people talking mess uh, from you know, people that market and stuff? Maybe it's not my thing. I don't do that. I don't get involved with that, but is it going to happen? Probably, probably will. And you know, I'm telling you what, the type of analysis Pew Science provides actually shows you what matters when designs are copied, what matters when they're changed, what matters when they're adopted, and and what doesn't matter. Okay, and not not only does it show the end result of sound, like the suppression rating like the overall signature, not only does it show that, it shows the technical reasons why that changes. It shows it shows the signature changes, okay? The real sound waveforms, the real data, okay? So that's why it's all, this is bulletproof, my friends, bulletproof. It's there. It's 
the raw, the literal raw data is published on the website. Okay, so I'm going to continue working on this for you this week, and uh, I am behind. So because it just, it's not that I'm behind. It's just that I'm just not to a point where I thought I would be by. What is it? You know, after 8 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah I'm just not, not. I'm not where I need to be. So I'm going to kick on the old afterburners. Yeah. Do my best to get that stuff to you this week. And I'm going to give it the old college try as always. As always. Hasn't failed me most of the time. Okay. Topic two at a time of 16 minutes. 46 seconds. I felt like I was about to get kind of spicy on that last topic because... I tell you what, man, sometimes, you know, people don't really annoy me as much as they sadden me when I see, you see the trolls, you know, and you're just like, really, dude, like, you, you need to learn more about physics and science, like, you know, it's weird, like, when I see that, when I see trolls like that, it's like, to me, it's not really, it's not, um, I don't really get upset, what I do is I, I, I feel for them, because I, I think to myself, well, gosh, like, are you, like, maybe he didn't have a ch- chance at a good education or, you know, his parents didn't read books to him when he was a kid or something. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, dude, that sucks. Like, cause not everyone has the same start in life, right? You know, it's, it's the cards you're dealt and then you got to kind of deal with, you got to deal with those cards. So maybe his, maybe his deck of cards just. Had a bunch of bunch of problems. Okay, let's let's get positive. You're like you're like. Are we gonna pick on this guy? No, we're not gonna pick on him. Um, okay, we're gonna go into our spreadsheet here. You guys really, you guys asked some great questions, listener questions. This is the topic. Um, topic two. I am. I just opened it. Oh man, did I lose what I did? No, I didn't. Oh, good. Okay, great. The last question, let me, ooh, this is the biggest spreadsheet I've ever seen. Okay, hold on a second. This is out of the control. Okay, the last question we left off on was question 100, um, sub-question 29 of the second solicitation. And and this was a, a question from uh, a student or student-to-be, or maybe it wasn't, but it was someone that was researching the, the topic. And, and they had asked, uh, would... I suggest going to college now with the price of college. And I and I went on a long, long answer. Um, and in summary, the, the summary was, um, yes, if you need to go to college, go and take it seriously. And if you don't need to go, then don't. <laughs> and then shoot me an email at techerpewscience.com and we'll talk about it. And you know what? After I told you guys that on that podcast where I last answered questions, you you know, I got a bunch of emails and I talked to a lot of folks and some of it was just so cool, just really cool. And especially some of the, the, the young engineers and some of them are like, there's this one guy, he stuck out to me. He was a double E electrical engineering student. He was talking about it and I gave him some advice and he wrote back and he was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I've, I, I've been able to shadow some people and look at different people in their jobs already. And da, da, da. I was thinking to myself, man, kids nowadays are like super advanced. Like, I mean, 
there is so much information available to you folks that you guys have resources that I couldn't dream. I didn't even know about. No, no existed when I was coming up to that. So I, I think I just think so many of you are on the right track and that's just really cool. So that was really cool. And um, anyway, so that's the question we left off on this next question. Question 101 sub question 30. Do you think there is a market for a non internally suppressed rifle that is designed for being suppressed? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, okay, let me read that a different way. Do I think that you there should be host weapons that are made specifically to attack uh, to which you can attest? attached silencers like not integrals or something but basically like hey suppressor ready guns that are awesome and they're they're um they're designed to be suppressed do i think there's a market for that um so like a dedicated rifle that should be suppressed if you buy it like a rifle that's intended to be suppressed but doesn't come with a silencer so it's not a tax stamp item it's just a regular gun and um, it's a rifle, and it's for a silencer, but it doesn't come with a silencer. Yeah, I the, absolutely. There's a market for that. I think there's a huge market for that. Honestly, I do. I think there's a gigantic market for that. Um, in bolt in bolt action, actually, we used to have something. It was some. Uh, it was called the Remington 700 SD or the AAC something, because uh, it was a Remington 700 you know with, with a with a proper twist and and thread and proper threading from AAC I uh, can't remember the specifics it came out when AAC was still in business of course and so that that was the bolt action one that was like people were buying that cuz like oh it's already set up to be a a, a silencer host perfect cuz back then a lot of stuff wasn't threaded and you had to go set off to the gunsmith this thing was threaded and it's like oh well that's awesome so that's a simple example right now on the AR side I mean, I actually want to do that. I actually, I want to do that with, um, with like someone like Sons of Liberty Gunworks, for example, because they're nearby me, and I haven't talked to them about it yet, but I do want to do that. Um, and either them or, or someone else, I don't care. Like, I don't care who it is, really, as long as it's effective. Um, what I care about is doing doing it. And I, I would like to get people making dedicated uppers or complete AR rifles that are meant to be suppressed. Okay, and, and what does that mean in my what does that mean in Jay's mind? Like in my mind. Well, I it means short dwell, short, short dwell with a, with a gas port that's reasonable, or or some kind of quick change or switch mechanism to change your gas if you if you need to. Maybe you could have different inserts or you could have like a switch or you could have like an adjustable gas block or different gas tubes. Whatever, dude. Like, th- figure it out. That's not hard. Varying the orifice size is not hard. That's just a mechanical thing. Like, if you know what you're doing, that's just a mechanical problem. Mechanical problems are easy to solve. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's literally it's just changing the hole size. Like, that's it's really not um, complicated. Um, so, yeah. I, I know it can be done. Like, Literally, all this is it's just in my brain. All I have to do is draw on a whiteboard for them, and they'll do it. Like it's not this isn't rocket science. Uh, it's super easy. So, to, so to answer your question, yeah, there's a market, and there's actually a there's a Pew Science member dealer who reached out to me about something like this too. I think 
Actually, sir, if you're listening to this, I haven't responded to your email. I saw it come through today, I think, but I, I just have not had a chance to respond. Um, so yeah, I think there's a market, but more than that, I think consumers need this. That's what I think. And I would want this if I was just getting into this. Okay. Like if, if, if I was just getting into this NFA game in silencers, I, I would want this. Um, and, and, and the last time, the last time I felt that way about something, I started Pew Science. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm getting more serious about this. Um, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question, sir or ma'am. I mean, I think your, your question was probably like, I don't know. I don't know what your question was. I hope I answered it. I think, I hope I, I hope I did that question justice. Okay. Because it, I think I know where you're going with this. Like you're, I don't know who asked it, if it's a dealer or not, but I mean, maybe you want to sell something. Maybe you're looking to, I don't know. That's a good question though. All right. Uh, question 102, sub question 31. Can I just hire you to make my silencer decisions for me? I can pay in prime stakes and fine wine. Yes, you, you absolutely can. <laughs> it's it's called a pro membership on the Pew Science website. <laughs> it is. No. Um, no, I, I won't I won't make your decisions for you, but I can certainly help you in detail via email. That that, that is actually guys, that is what the pro membership tier is for. It's for folks that want to support, but also just want my one-on-one -on -one help. Like that's I mean, I wrote it in there on the description. I wasn't blowing your skirt up when I said it. I did mean that one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, I, I wrote it in there. I'm not, I'm not I'm just I just thought you paying two to two two extra dollars a month, I, I figured I could talk to you. That's why I did it. I feel like that was fair. I mean, um, it's pretty cheap. Honestly, it's pretty cheap, guys. Like seriously, like I'm not I'm not trying to sell you something here, but uh, <laughs> but my hourly rate <laughs> for consulting that you would pay for one hour. <laughs> Like, like for real, for real is like, like for one hour is more than like an annual membership for consumers to the website for like years, like years and years. Like you, you, it's is so if you're a pro member, you're, you're basically getting free consulting from an expert in dynamics and weapons effects. Okay. Like just so you know who you're talking to. Like when I email you back, that's me emailing you and, uh, that's a little known fact about, I don't think you guys realize like, this is not, um, this isn't a game. Like you're, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting someone who's worked in target defeat and weapons effects <laughs> for, <laughs> for almost two decades. And you could talk to him via email. And I answered like about guns guys. So, I mean, you don't have to join I, whatever. I don't care, but I mean, that's an option. <laughs> it's like it's literally on, the, literally on the website. Literally, literally on pewscience.com. Okay, <laughs> but I will take. You can you can also send me steaks and wine, please. Wine in particular. If you have a good red blend, I would I would like to take that off your hands. Question one hundred and three. Some question thirty two. Were you surprised the OSS did as good as it did? 
Uh, these see these are these questions are from quite a while back. So this guy was tracking when um when I had released the uh, OSS silencer data, and in fact his his question might even have been from the supersonic. <laughs> Uh, which it probably does because it did really well in supersonic uh, according, you know, in contrast with people's uh, or in the face of people's expectations, I believe. Um, I was actually surprised, and I think I talked about this before. I was surprised. Now, I wasn't as surprised as most people, you know, after looking at the data and analyzing it, okay, because I know why it did what it did, right? I, it is loud, but it's not as loud as I thought it was going to be on Supersonic 308. That was, the, I think, that was the big surprise, and that's what folks didn't know. They didn't know what they were going to see. Um, I mean, it it is what it is, and, and it's meant for a certain platform and for a certain use. And I think it does have its place. I do. So I'm happy. The analysis I did showcases it for people. I am. I know some people don't read the reviews. That's fine. I, and they just look at the suppression rating. That That's fine. But people interested in OSS should really look at the reviews. I mean, you know, really re- look at the reviews I've published because it will help you. It really will help you a lot. Like, it's the best data on those silencers in the world. It is. The, the 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 two OSS reviews on my website and the supersonic and the subsonic flow regimes um that is the best data on those that that OSS silencer in the world it, it is better than the data that OSS ha- has in-house like I promise you I promise you can take that to the bank dude so um if if you're like into OSS or you have a question about it or you want to know like is it does it really work does it do what they say does it what does it do what are its limitations please check out the articles and if you still have questions tech pewscience.com I will be happy to discuss it with you and there's some podcast episodes if you google the on the website on the website there there's a google search on the podcast page if you google there's a I, I tried to put the metadata and the topics and stuff you should be able to find the OSS topics when I speak about them on the podcast too. So there's a bunch of resources for you to learn if you like, if you find them. Okay. Okay. Good question. It was surprising. I think it surprised everybody because no one had good data. That's how that works. Okay. Uh, question 104, sub question 33. Reviews on the Silencer Co. Omega 36M coming? Question mark. Good question, sir or ma'am. Um, actually, funny story. Well, not so much funny, but definitely uh, timely. Uh, Sciencerco DM'd me last week. Gotta be last week. Last week, yeah, they did on on the old Instagram, uh, and asked me if anyone had sent me a thirty six M. Apparently, you guys have been asking them a lot. I was like, no. What's up, Sciencerco? Um, so I sent. You know, they asked me to send them an email and. It's like, yeah, sure. I'll send you an email. So I'll send them an email. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll respond to me. Maybe maybe I'll test it for them. I don't know. If I don't test it for them, I'll test it for myself. I'll test it for Pew Science for you. Uh, I'll just use Pew Science funding to do it, and you'll get the data that way. It doesn't matter. 
at this point. If you know what I mean? So like either way, you're you're gonna get 36 M data. I can assure you that, my friends. For sure. Especially now that I have I've been shooting 338 Lapua Magnum. You know I'm gonna put that on there. I mean, that's a no-brainer, son. Plus, I got the Thunder Beast to test on 338. Cause I got the oh, so someone sent me a break. Ooh. Bro. Dude, we're like, we're about to get like a 338 data set going. You thought thought that was going to be like far off like no dude that's easy and like we already have the weapon i've already done some 338 testing it's crazy i'm excited so yeah 36m will fit into that greatly we'll do how about that we could do what could we do we could do the 338 with it we could do 308 it's uh we can do what is it fit on a pistol too nine millimeter five five six yeah i think the 36m does everything i think that's what the m is for modular as they say so I don't know. I've heard some things about it. I haven't, I've held one. I held one actually when it first, like right before it was released, I held one and I was like, oh, okay. I really was like, oh, it could be good. I don't know. I've never shot one, never heard one. Some people like it, they say, but you know, you know how that goes. So we'll see. Um, the speed at which this happens, actually, this time with this particular science, the speed at which this happens, that's going to be up to Sciencerco, man. Like, I don't, I have a lot of sciencers to test, and if I test it internally, I'm gonna, I, I will do it on my terms, and when I, and when I get to it, okay, because that is how that works. So, you know, paying clients, the people that are paying clients to like do R and D, they come first, they move to the front, right? There's a line, right? Well, someone can jump the line when they pay for research. Because that's how the, the world works. Like, this is like, this is a, re, a research cooperative, right? Public, you know, you guys contribute a little bit here and there, and that helps me continue the effort. But when a client comes with a research program that's like a paid test effort to actually fund how much it really costs, um, well, they move to the front of the line. So, they want to get to the front of the line, well, they can... They can do that. There are companies who have been contracting with Pew Science for R and D that that understand that. They're like, well, well, hey, we need this, and then they they're like, can you do this X Y Z? I'm like, absolutely, I can, and I do. That is how the world works. So when so your question, sir, ma'am, are reviews on the Sensor Co Omega Thirty Six M coming? Well, I mean, yeah, they are just. Not right now, probably, because I don't have one at the moment. Question 105, so question 34, when are we going to see AR platform test data ballpark since I know you don't like ETAs? Well, thank you for the question, sir or ma'am. It's a great question. Um, I will... In, I will offer you some constructive criticism to your question, and then you you said you want a ballpark since I since you knew that I don't like ETAs. Well, if you look at what ETA stands for, <laughs> it's a estimated time of arrival, and an estimate is a guess, and a ballpark is the same thing. So, if I reread your question in a way that indicates what you actually asked me, it would be. Hey, I know you don't like to give ETAs, but can I have an ETA? <laughs> the ETA is soon. How do you like that? I'll just I'll just use the word soon. It's easy for me. Soon. There you go. Coming soon. 
coming soon to a pew science near you okay <laughs> good question dude i'm i'm not trying to i'm not trying to uh be mean or something i'm just having a little fun uh, i know it, you know i'm working on it dude it's like come on uh question 106 sub question 35 what books are you reading for fun right now none dude like i don't have time to read books for fun right now like pew science takes all my free time <laughs> question 107 uh sub question 36 any word on the aem5 of allen engineering company oh this is a bad one because I uh I lost Ron's email. Like I was searching through my email actually yesterday. And um this is interesting that you asked this. Um and I for the life of me, for the life of me, I can't find his email. And uh so I DM'd him on a forum because I'm like <laughs> Dude, your email. So I'm. I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna try to reach out and find it. See if I can find his phone number. If anyone has contact information for Ron Allen, I know one of you had emailed me um, a while back. You said you used to work with Ron Allen back in the day, like either in his machine shop or somewhere else. I don't know. But if you if you're out there and you have his contact info, um, hit me up. Um, I need to call him and talk about silencers. I should have done it years ago when he reached out to me. It was a, at a weird time, and I just didn't. It got away from me, and I forgot. And then I, I tried to do it, and then I lost the email. And it's like, it's my fault. But uh, So there's no word on doing that. Now, when you talk about any word on the AEM5 and testing it, well, the thing is, you need to realize if we test that, that silencer, it has to be on a special host, right? So we're going to have to define that. Or I can get something, or I can get something, um, I can either get something the same length and have it contoured, or I can do the standard platform that everyone likes with it, and then we just have that as a, as a something in the database for people to know. And that might be something to compare with everything. So if you want like a one-off test like that, knowing that like this will be a hard thing to like duplicate, well, then that's fine, but that is definitely a specialty test. So maybe that's something I talked to Ron about. Because that's something maybe he could help with. Because he might even have some more, more ideas. You know what I mean, Jellybean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good question. I, I sorry to leave you hanging on that one. I, that that is I, I do I do take responsibility for that. Uh, question one hundred and eight. Sub question thirty seven. Well, let me oh, wait. How much are we, how are we doing on time? Oh, good. We're great. This is gonna be a, a quick episode today too. So this is good. Okay. Question 100, no, yeah, 108, uh, sub-question 37. Thoughts on the shortened PDW-style buffer systems, both for reliability and suppression? Oh, that's a really great, that's a great question, sir, ma'am. That's a great question. Thoughts on shortened PDW-style buffer systems both for reliability and suppression. So you're asking, and so for those of you who don't know, so the AR, this, this lady or gentleman is asking about the AR-15. Uh, there's something called the receiver extension, which is on the rear of an AR-15 receiver. Um, some people call that the buffer tube. And inside that, that assembly is a um, recoil spring and a buffer. Okay, that buffer... You put the spring in first, right? And you put the buffer in there. And the buffer's sitting there at the front of the tube. And the bolt carrier 
um, when it moves rearward, it, it it it's already touching the buffer, and so that all that inertial resistance is already coupled. But what it does is it allows the whole system to travel back um, into the receiver extension, thus compressing the spring. So you're getting spring force resistance at this point that's proportional to the compression compressive distance, and you have that you're you're overcoming inertial resistance from the weight of the buffer and the weight of the carrier, and that's really in a simple way constituting your your recoil system um, after unlock now inside these buffers are weights um, uh, and and there's a there's a couple of reasons why there's different there the weights are separate from each other um, we don't have to get into that necessarily uh, right now that'll kind of go off into the a tangent to your question sir or ma'am but you you're asking well what happens when you shorten shorten the buffer let's see okay well let's think about it what are you doing when you're shorting the buffer well you're going to change at least two things that i know of one you're possibly going to change the length of the travel of the carrier now if it's a shortened pdw style buffer for pdw use i'm assuming that the the buffer that get that gets shortened has an equal shortening of the receiver extension such that you've just made the entire system um shorter while still having the same path of travel for the carrier so your stroke might be the same length of stroke but it is um happening in a different um overall package so that's one possibility another thing that can change is the the mass so if you shorten it, well, now there's less room to put weight inside the buffer. But, um, you know, those weights that uh, kind of slide back and forth in there a little bit, um, some of them are steel and some of them are made out of tungsten sometimes. Um, the tungsten weights, mm, excuse me, the tungsten weights are like like if there's, um, let's say you have a, a carbine size buffer for a carbine, uh, carbine, 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 recoil system. Um there's three weights in there well if it's a if, if they're all three steel that's a normal buffer and you put one uh one tungsten in there it's an h1 and two tungstens it's an h2 and three tungstens it's an h3 tungsten has a higher density than than steel does and so for the same volume for the same size weight it's heavier okay that's the point of changing from steel to tungsten so with a pdw buffer um you know if it's the same weight and it's and the the overall net length change and travel change is the same um and this the 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 other the th the third thing that could change is the spring compression so that's the part that's going to change the kinematics so it's all about spring rate guys it's going to be about spring rate because i don't think that I think because you've changed the dimension now, your your spring is going to have different compression. So, it, it so you asked your question. Your actual question was thoughts on these things, these shortened PDW style buffer systems. And I guess my short answer to you is, I I gonna have to give me an example. Like for like, there's one I can think of off the top of my head, the Honey Badger. Right, Honey Badger has this. I've never really messed with one like really in a detailed way um but like i went to q and built like the fix rifle but i didn't i didn't care about the honey badger so i didn't build one um 
I think I want to say they probably have a different spring rate for their shorter buffer, and they probably have a shorter buffer. So, um, so yeah, I probably need to. I probably just need to get a honey badger because then I can like truly understand it, and then like everyone like wants to know about it, then I'll just like characterize it, you know. So it's a good question. I think that they probably can be good. I think I think done wrong that would suck. And your other your other part of your question was for silencers. For you said for re- reliability and suppression. Well, for reliability, I mean, if it, if the kinematics are fine, it, reliability is not a question. That doesn't make that 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 you, you don't worry about that. Okay, don't worry about that because it, the 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 whole gun the re- reliability depends on the whole gun, not just the recoil system. Okay, so. Forget about that. Forget about when people tell you, oh, I only use these type of buffers because they're more reliable. No, that that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. The whole system matters. So that you can't make such a blanket statement. Don't worry about that. And your other part of your question where you're talking asking about suppression, well, um, if you don't have enough inertial resistance and you're overgassed, well, it's going to be bad for suppression. So in that respect, could one of these systems suck for suppression? Yes. Does it have to suck? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. How many how many questions? Oh, man, there's so many. I'm going to try to... Okay, we're doing pretty good on time. And then how much... I have another topic after this. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're going to do more. I like these. Okay. Um, uh, question 109, sub-question 38. My Mark 18 didn't extract a steel case round. I had to rod the casing out. Weak ammo? Hmm. Steel case. Okay. My Mark 18 didn't extract a steel. Oh, so he's. So this lady or gentleman, um, thank you for the question. Uh, this lady or gentleman is using uh, a Mark 18. That's a 10.3 inch barrel carbine length gas system, 5.56 by 45 millimeter NATO ammunition in the chamber. Uh, steel cased ammunition which is probably steel cased with like a lacquer finish on it um and you get stuck in your chamber yeah stuck in your chamber interesting weak ammo i don't know pot maybe i I, you might have a a bolt uh, an extractor issue you might have a bolt issue you might have um uh, not an extractor issue. It might be headspace. I don't know. It might be your chamber. You need to check your chamber and your bolt. Something could be funny there, sir, ma'am. You need to check that. I don't want to. I don't. I hesitate to be a gunsmith on a podcast, not looking at your rifle in my hands. Like I don't know. You, you need to check your chamber. You can get some gauges. Check your bolt and chamber. I don't. I don't know about that getting stuck like that uh, it could be the ammo but man i don't know I, I i'd have to examine the gun i'm sorry i can't i don't think i i want to help you on the pot i don't think that's some, a risk i want to take with you with this i'm not going to give you a solution for that you're going to have to take that to a, to somebody local and have them actually look at your rifle because you have all kinds of stuff that could happen i think and i i mean you know a lot of people building their guns nowadays i don't know and and who knows with the ammo too? Ooh, I mean, does it happen? Does this happen often? I would ask you that, sir, ma'am. If you want to follow up with me, send me an email or something. I'll be happy to help you with this offline. But I don't want to. I hesitate to get into this now. Okay. Thank you for the question, though. All right. One second. 
Okay. Um, question 110, sub-question 39. How does extreme cold affect sound? Like negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit, I'm a man. <laughs> what? Shoot in, shoot in negative 30 Fahrenheit, be a man. <laughs> no, dude, why don't you... Dude, listen. Why don't you go to negative 40, first of all? Because that's where Fahrenheit and Celsius cross. Okay, so so be a man. <laughs> what kind of question is that? How does extreme cold affect sound? Like negative 30 Fahrenheit. I'm a man. <laughs> That's a weird question. Um, I can answer it though. Um, well, okay, let, how, let, let, uh, let's get into it. Um, well, the, the speed of the, the sound speed, the speed of sound in air does change. Um, with, temp with temperature, um, so that's one thing you, you do need to understand. Now, um, not only does the sound speed change, but the propagation of the sound will change in a certain way. Um, and frankly, um, it's way too cold for me to test down that low because the, the sensor diaphragms are, are not going to respond correctly. I can already tell you that. It's not, it's, it, I don't think that's in the tolerance of uh, the measurement equipment. Um, now, there, that's not 100% true. It's just for the certain sensors that I'm using right now, I have other sensors that I can use for these conditions. So if there's someone listening that wants to do um, Arctic, like North North Slope, Alaska sound testing, well, okay, for uh, for like one, I've done it before and I've done way more than that. In I, I, I have tested things. I have tested system dynamics in negative 40 and actually negative 45 to negative 50 Fahrenheit. So I've, I've done that. Okay, so that's one. Two, um, the speed of sound is higher when it's warmer. <laughs> okay, I know that might seem counterintuitive to you guys, because um, it, it is counterintuitive. Um, but but it is true, and the reason the reason why the sound speed increases in warmer air is because because the air is compressible, um, and sound actually travels faster through less dense materials uh, but it travels um faster through rigid materials too okay materials that are incompressible like liquids and solids so it's not the density necessarily sometimes density goes hand in hand but it's not the density necessarily it's the rigidity of the material it's the stiffness of the material it's the compressibility of the material. Do do not. This is a, this is this is not uh, intuitive. It, you can't just oh yeah the molecules are closer together so it's gonna go faster. No, <laughs> it's not how molecules work. Actually, it's not. You can actually Google this. Be careful where you Google because you'll get it wrong. But look at the charts. Okay, look at the charts. Speed of sound goes up when the temperature goes up. Okay, this is physics. This is gas law. Um, so for your question, for sir, ma'am, I don't know what you're actually asking, but I'm going to answer this. Um, to your question, for silencers or suppressed weapons, if you're shooting supersonic ammo, you're, you're going to notice less of a difference with this, like right away. I can tell you that right now. But it's all, ab all about where you are. And I uh, earlier on I said... Um, before I was talking about the the, the instrumentation, I, I said I told you the propagation changes. Well, that's because on the growth scale, the propagation changes. There's there's um, 
okay, if, if you're really close to the source, it's not going to be a big, as big a deal. But if you're far away, there's atmospheric layering that occurs. When you get in really cold regions, um, and even not so cold regions, like when you have like a cold night, for example, um, there's atmospherics that change the sound field. And it, what it is is there's different layering of hot and cold air, and the different layers closer to the ground and further away from the ground. And it, what, what's happening is you're getting a different propagation of sound. And and that's one thing that a lot of people get confused because that happens, and they, they try to apply that to like the local effects, which is not true. So you it, because and the reason why that happens is because sound also travels and it reflects. So people always think it, it, it's similar to the argument like people think that supersonic crack is like super super loud, which it is, but it, but it can be it can seem even louder if there's reflecting surfaces where the Mach wave comes off, reflects. Or, or onto which the mock wave, mock wave reflects. So the, this is a multifaceted issue. Okay, so it, so it, so the answer is it, it depends. So with suppressed weapons, if you're shooting supersonic ammo through a through a silencer, it's not going to be that big a deal when it's like really cold outside. But, but if you're going subsonic, and you're banking on something being subsonic, and and you're close to transonic. Like meaning you're close to the speed of sound, like at room temperature, and then you go down to like negative thirty Fahrenheit, like you're asking. Well, that's probably going to be around a hundred foot per second slower, or so, or, or rather, the sound speed is in the material, right, in the air. So then, what happens? Okay, well, your speed of sound's lower, and now your projectile's going the same speed. So now you're just you went faster than the speed of sound. Well, what happens when you do that? Well, you're going to create a shock wave, aren't you? So that's going to be louder. So if you create, you're going to create a discontinuity. So, so you know that that's what you're doing. What do we do when we when we go above the Mach number of one, like we've talked about? Well, we create a discontinuity, create a shock wave. Okay, so. So your question, sir, ma'am, how does extreme cold affect sound? Like a negative 30 Fahrenheit, I'm a man. Well, if you're if you're a man, you better download your rounds, my friend, if you're shooting subsonic 9mm, so you can go get to like 800 feet per second, so when you shoot it, you will not go supersonic. How about that? Or just go to like a 45 ACP. It's already going slower. Okay, question 111, sub-question 40. When are guests coming back on the show? Oh, you called it a show. Oh, thanks, man. Like means a lot. Like, is, you think this is like a real show? That'd be cool, right? To have a show. Oh, it's, like a, just, it's just me talking to a mic. Um, I think I'll have some eventually. Not at this time. I don't have time right now to deal with guests. I'm, I've been on some other podcasts. I'm like, ugh. I have such a hectic schedule. I kind of just maybe you know what i have you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do some podcasts with people and then like release them later that's what i'll do because i don't have time to do it like on the fly at least not yet but yeah good question if you if there's a demand i will certainly you know hey send me tech at pewscience.com if you if you actually guys if you have a desire for me to interview somebody in the industry or anyone in the world i will i'll do it like it's easy like all I have to do is contact them and what's the worst they can say is no. And then if they say yes, dude, that's super easy to talk to people. I love it. So yeah, send me your suggestions. If you want to see a guest, tell me, tell me who you want to see. I'm sure they'll come on if they're cool. So yeah. Uh, question 112, sub question 41. 
50 BMG slap round data coming? No. Uh, question 113, sub-question 42. What brands do you think are the biggest innovators in the industry right now? Good question. Um... Uh, Pew Science is one. Um, I think Q is pretty good for a lot of stuff they're doing that you don't normally see. I think Dead Air has done a lot of stuff um, that I think doesn't get marketed right. So you don't really see it as innovative, but it is. I think CGS has some cool stuff that I think they do market a little bit, but... A lot of people don't understand why it's innovative. Um, I think Thunder Beast. Uh, speaking of Thunder Beast, dude, I, I think I have a Dominus coming from a listener. He's sending me his personal Dominus to test, so doing that. Um, I think Thunder Beast is innovative in a way. I think they have really good silencers, and I think they... Um, They tackle problems in a way that's a little bit interesting from an engineering standpoint. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm reserving judgment on a lot of it because I don't I, I can't speak like in other words I can't speak to it because I I, I don't want to talk out of turn because I haven't seen some of the stuff. But um, I don't know. I think like something like the Dominus is the titanium silencer that like can pass the SOCOM schedule if it's quiet then that's going to be a huge freaking deal, I think. Because there's not a lot like that um, that are that lightweight and are really good. Um, I mean, some companies have them, but not a lot do. So I think that's cool. That's innovative. I think SIG, um, SIG is probably, probably an innovator. The only problem with that is I don't, I'm like just not, I'm just not in the know for that. Like they don't want to talk to me. So like, I don't know what they're doing. Like I know they're, I know some stuff they're doing that I've been watching that I'm really kind of interested in. And I want to say they're innovating a lot. I just don't, I just wish I had more information on it. Um, I'm excited about some of the stuff coming. So yeah, I mean, that's a few companies, I guess just off the top of my head. Um, that list probably, will sound controversial but when you have companies like fighting each other it's probably because they're all competing and what happens with competition well you get better things so there you go i think there's a lot of there's actually probably a lot of companies doing cool stuff you never see you know yeah okay uh good question i mean i think that's a good, i think that's a good question i think that that would be a really good question if we had a guest bounce ideas off um question 114 sub question 43 socom 300 sps sound signature review anytime soon yeah absolutely not soon but i have tested it once i talked about this before um we had a work comp issue like the rc2 remember guys i thought i thought i talked about this on a previous episode that was the problem when i test it again with the proper amount you'll have some good data for it okay okay you will i promise I need I I but well I need to get the silencer again. That's nah, probably should just buy one from buy one from Surefire for, for the historical significance. I've been doing that lately, just buying silencers to keep, just because I should have them in the in the in the library as a reference. Um, let's. 
how much time do we have? We are about an hour in. Okay, let's do one more. Question 115, sub-question 44. What do you say to people who question why we need suppressors? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, what a great question to end on. Um, I say to them, they probably aren't very familiar with firearms. And if they are, they aren't familiar with silencers. And that's okay. I think that's okay. Um, I think it's all about education. I think having folks shoot suppressed weapons and understand how they work is the first step toward education. I do. Um, in particular, besides being super awesome, I think they provide a great method to assist newer shooters with being introduced to firearms. I do. And, and you know, a lot of people say that because of recoil and stuff and noise, but I'm not necessarily saying to start them off with suppressed guns. Like that's not what I'm saying. But I want you to add it. I want you to add the silencer as a complexity, as a variable. I find it helps them to understand what a gun is, how it works, and it helps them understand the physics of the system, right? The power of it all. Like It's the same respect for a car that you should have when you first start driving, right? It's tremendous power. Like More power than a human being can possibly fathom is in a car engine. You get behind. I'll never forget the first time I got behind the wheel of a, of a of a of an actual automobile, like an actual not a go kart, but like a car, like a like a full size car. Like you, you remember that when you did that? Like that's that amount of power is is it doesn't even make sense to the human mind. It, it it's ridiculous, and yet you, you have to be careful with it. And silencers can tame that power. And humans seeing how that happens, I think, is useful for further understanding of combustion. I, I do. And so when you, like, there's a lot of power in a firearm. There's a lot of stored energy. There's a lot of stored energy. And the a healthy respect of it is important in understanding it. And I think when you add a silencer to it, it changes the entire thing. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? What just happened to this gun when I fired it? completely different and i think it just adds to the system it adds a level of complexity to where i've never seen a like a, a shooter that uses silencers understand guns less than like shooters that like have never used silencers and i think it's like it forces you it forces you to think more and so I think the sooner like folks can understand those type of types of components, I think the better your understanding of small arms. And so when you ask me what do I say to people who question why we need suppressors, it's like it's because it's a it's it's because it's a part of a weapon system, and that's the same thing of question of questioning firearms. And that sh and that need should that that need should not be questioned because that that, that that's a defense tool, and that's an inherent human right. No matter where you live in the world, okay. If as long as you're a human, you have the inherent human right to defend yourself, okay. And uh, certain countries like ours have laws that uh, try to uphold that inherent human right. But the, right, the the laws do not give you that right. They only defend that inherent human right that you already have. Okay, that's a very good distinction. And with that, we're going to close our spreadsheet. I'm going <laughs> to highlight question 115. Yeah, <laughs> did he just get political?
He did. Well, no, I got real. Okay. All right. That was great. Man, I love questions. You guys are so great. Okay. Yeah. See, got our little clock here. We're uh, we're good. We're we're cooking. We're an hour. We're gonna do topic four an hour uh, at a time of one hour, three minutes, and fifty-seven seconds. Okay. Topic four. Oh wait. Oh no. Was that topic three or four? No. Topic three. Oh my gosh. I almost I almost skipped a topic, guys. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to get a mulligan. Topic three. <laughs> At a time of one hour, <laughs> four minutes, and 27 seconds. I'm usually a lot smoother with that. Okay. Yes. Topic three. Um, tested last week, and we should be out in the field again this week. Um, God willing. Let me get a drink. Mother Nature's off her meds. Um, tested tested last week by the absolute skin of my teeth. Like Totally pulled it out. Could have been disastrous. Felt like a storm chaser in, rever- in reverse. We were chasing good atmospherics. We got it done. The logistical burden of Mother Nature. It did create an issue to which I alluded last episode. We didn't get to the 556 with, with the Mark 18. We didn't get to the Mark 18. But by golly, I'm going to try it again. Unfortunately, the forecast is erratic. It is. And so we're going to see how it goes. But have no fear. My obsession with this will conquer all. It will conquer all. And when it has, you will know. Believe me. Don't worry. Don't worry. I I, I don't think some of you understand like how much this matters to me. So, um, And by the way, I will say something. And I, I did mention this earlier. Huge shout out to some help I recently received from some folks, guys. Corporate member Bear Arms out of San Antonio sent me a 338 muzzle brake for the Surefire silencers. Um, I don't have a 338 Surefire silencer, but the brake he sent me works on 308 guns. It's the 5 8 inch threading. So when I get a Surefire silencer to test in 338, I can test it on 308 too. He just gave me that mount just for the test effort. So shout out to Bear Arms, Pew Science member. Um, also, there's a guy, there's a Pew Science member named Morgan. He sent me a 338 break for the Thunder Beast silencer I have. I got a 338 Ultra uh, um, silencer from Thunder Beast that's in the inventory, um, but I didn't have a mount for it. And so um, this gentleman, Morgan, he sent me one. He sent me a mount. So, um, so yeah, that 338 Ultra will be tested on 338. So stay tuned for that. Um, that's going to be cool. And there are tons of folks wanting that data. There are. I know there are. So I just I just Googled the silencer um, in the inventory, the 338 Ultra or Ultra 338 or whatever the model is. I Googled it before I started recording this. And it looks like it's rated down to 16-inch 338 Lapua Magnum which is really good see because i'm going to test it on 20 inch and so you know not all 338 silencers can even do 20 inch guys they can't so the fact that um this one can go down to 16 i was like oh thank goodness thank goodness i'll be able to test it i won't won't, or or thank goodness i won't have to use a longer barrel it's like i just want to use a 20 inch barrel it'll make it so so good so we'll do that so yeah so just know that your Pew Science contributions are going to good use, not only to data and analysis, but a lot of field time. 
they are. And so uh, you guys are, are making this happen, and it warms my heart. It does. It warms my heart. I, I do I do appreciate you. Okay. Topic four. Man, I'm, I'm all stuffy today. Topic four at a time of one hour. Seven minutes. And 56 seconds. <laughs> Race the clock. Um, yeah. Oh, man. And this is exciting, guys. This is really exciting. Um, wonderful. Wonderful new Pew Science corporate support. A big deal to me, actually. And this is this actually kind of surprised me a little bit. And I was really honored. A huge thank you to the folks at T-Rex Arms for throwing their hat into the ring. That was really nice. Um, and, and, you know, in addition to them, welcome to all the new Pew Science members in general that you have joined recently. A lot of you have. I... I think all but one or two of you I, I have sent an email to, so I'm I'm getting pretty close to getting caught up. Um, some more of you came in right as I had finished. I was like, oh wow, more support, and I just haven't gotten to you yet, but I will. Um, but yeah, so speaking speaking of wonderful support, I was just talking about from the folks giving me those mounts. Um, huge thank you to T Rex Arms. Remember, I I talked about the guy who runs that company. His his name is Lucas. Um, I talked about him around the time I was talking about the Mr. Grantham man. Uh, I had mentioned that video they did together there. I remember I talked about this. I do. I remember what I talk about. And I, I, I remember saying, because um, I remember they were shooting. Or it was one of the very few YouTube videos I've watched. I don't really watch YouTube. And I remember I watched the video with the, both of them. They, were, they looked like they were doing gun stuff together, like they were gun friends. And they were talking about guns or shooting guns. And, um, you know, a lot of they were shooting, doing the tip to tip to butt thing with the rifle there. You know, oh, yeah, they were talking about their mounts on their guns and, and what what was on each each other's rifles. They were saying that to the camera. You know, a lot of people take that for granted. I think it's important to have gun friends to learn about guns and stuff. I don't know why the people get get so upset sometimes about other people doing gun stuff. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man. I thought that was, I was like, wow, both these guys, they have these big gun things they do separately and they came together, they did a thing. And that was around the time I had met Mike. Uh, um, he has spoken with him. He was a really nice person. We spoke um, on, on the phone there about silencers. And then I saw that. I was like, oh, wow, maybe these are nice people. And um, so, yeah, it's like not everyone has friends that are, that are cool and shoot guns like that's a lot of people i think take that for granted um and so i think it's cool every time there's an opportunity to make friends that uh shoot guns i'm like dude let's be friends let's shoot guns what kind of guns do you have oh i have this oh cool i have this gun i don't know like do you guys like making friends i do so anyway um and also that lucas guy shoots really fast which is cool so yeah that's neat so he and a few of the folks from his company have reached out and they are really looking to help you science. So that really makes me happy. I'm honored. And so thank you, sir, if you're listening. Um, thank you to your team. If your team is listening, um, I do appreciate that. Your support does me the world and I hope you find benefit. I hope you find benefit in what Pew Science has created and is continuing to build for the community. Frankly, that's my hope. I hope that you see this as uh, something that... Uh, that will help people. That's what I'm trying to do. So thank you. You are now helping people too through this. More than you already have. So yeah, 
they're they're actually um speaking of support there was some discussion on social media this past weekend in the old instagram stories there about how consumers are noticing that they only want to support manufacturers and dealers that support pew science because they see them as forward-thinking and honest that was a really big statement and a lot of you made it and i shared some of them some of them i couldn't share because it's really inappropriate <laughs> i mean i agreed with you but i couldn't share it um but some of them I did share that some of them that were more um, clean. Um, some of them I shared, and I am inclined inclined to agree, actually, with the sentiment. I'm I'm not saying that manufacturers or dealers have to support P signs. Like, come on, like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it has turned out to be a pretty good litmus test for folks. Like, it's not perfect. Okay. It's not perfect. Like, there's not not everyone who supports Pew Science is going to be rock star. Okay, I'm not saying that. These are people who support Pew Science, not necessarily people Pew Science supports. You get me? These are these are sponsoring Pew Science. This isn't. I'm not sponsoring them. So don't get it twisted. Okay. So they're throwing their hat in the ring. Okay, there's a there, that's a really important distinction. Okay, so that being said, if you have seen a logo or a company drop off that page on the request for quote page, and you wondered where it went, um, sometimes it's sometimes it's there's no, there's nothing wrong, and it just for whatever reason it's just, that is not happening anymore, and it's totally fine. Like I wouldn't worry about it. Um, sometimes it's bad <laughs> as you can imagine right you know sometimes people in the industry pick sides you know what i mean like they see this as like a battle or something it's weird dude but um so yeah sometimes people i think they uh some folks get convinced that pew science is on the wrong side and they get all weird and so yeah it, but for you know for every strange occurrence like that there are tons looking to fill their place so I am happy to have the support of honest, forward-thinking, and helpful dealers who want to help their customers and do so by using honest and real data. I am. And even the manufacturers. You see the manufacturers that join. You know, it is funny. I will say there is one guy. I'm not, he, To remain nameless, he's actually, um, he works for a sponsor company. He was talking to me the other day. And he said he was surprised that I allowed silencer companies to join Pew Science. And I was like, why? He's like, well, you know, so-and-so joined and their silencer is really quiet. They have the best silencer. Da, da, da. And I was like, no, I, I was like, I don't think I've said anyone has the best silencer, dude. I, I was like, I think. I think I show data on my website, and I think that companies who make silencers can join Pew Science to further the state of practice. But there's a bunch of silencer companies that contribute to Pew Science, so it's not just one. There's, there's. If you go to, <laughs> go to, go to, go to the request for code page and look, look, look at the manufacturers. They're not just one. There's a bunch of silencer manufacturers, and there's more coming. So I just thought that was really weird. And it came from like a silencer manufacturer who said it. So I was like, huh. I was like, he didn't, under I was like, it, the fact that he didn't understand, I was like, you know what? He didn't, and he was really smart. So I was like, you know what? It's not that he didn't understand. It's what people are telling him. 
I was like, that's a shame. I was like, I was like, I, I, I think there's like some kind of misconception. It's like, guys, it is what it is, man. The data is what the data is. And I think you're, that's going to be, become very clear to you in the future. If, if it's not clear already. So remember, like I said, the whole point of this is to have honest and forward thinking and helpful people be able to contribute to stuff. And they do. And that, my friends, is the point of peace science. It is. Okay. And so with that, stay tuned. Stay tuned for some more data this week. It's going to be great. You're, a lot of you probably don't know what it is. It's doesn't matter. This is the best times. So it's coming. Some It's going to be some analysis for you there. And it'll be talked about and studied and debated. It's fine. What could it be? I don't know. Stay safe, friends. <laughs> I will talk to you folks again soon. Bye.